0: Hello everyone and welcome again to another Teacher Joseph podcast. What does it mean to be successful when you're learning English? Does it mean complete fluency? Or does it mean something else to you? That's what we're going to talk about in today's podcast. Many of us Associate the word success with being famous, having a lot of money, perhaps being well known, some kind of celebrity status, maybe not really famous, but just known locally, nationally, internationally. Daily in our media, we're given this idea of what successful means, what it means to be successful. In English learning, therefore, it's no surprise that many students associate the word successful with being fluent. They're almost like synonyms of each other. I'm only successful if I'm fluent. That seems to be what I'm hearing a lot from students. The word successful actually has two meanings. One is that one about being famous and being a celebrity, but there is another one which means to accomplish your goals. In English, when we think that we've gotten to a place where we always wanted to be, We quite often say, I thought I'd arrived. Now, we usually use this along with uh, the verb, I thought, and it's usually always in the past tense. I was saying to a friend the other day, when I first started working in radio, I really thought I'd arrived. It means, I thought this is it, I'm successful, I'm a celebrity, you know, I really thought I'd arrived. Although after a few years, it just became like any other job, a little bit dull, a little bit boring. And when the hierarchy of the organization starts to weigh down upon your shoulders, just like any other job, you feel that kind of pressure. And you realize that you're not the one that's driving the show, somebody else is, the powers which are above you. So that's what we say in English. We say, I thought I'd arrived, or I thought I had arrived. It means I thought I was successful. The other word for successful, and the other meaning in English, is to be accomplished. And this is a much more Useful word when it comes to learning English because to be accomplished or to accomplish something means to have finished it. If a project is successful, it means it went very well in a kind of public way where everyone, everyone can celebrate its joy. If something has been accomplished, it's more of a quiet confidence that. This thing is finished, and now you can move on to the next thing. So you can see that accomplishments when you're learning English is much more important than looking for success, fame, and celebrity. Measuring accomplishments can also be a little bit hard when it comes to learning a language. And I want to tell you why. Language is directly related. Oh, where's my tongue on today? Let me say that again. Language is directly related to our experience of learning and also to our sense of identity within it. Now, let me just expand on that a little bit. I know many of you like the idea of watching American news, American movies, and then perhaps uh, changing your internet channel to watch BBC News or BBC Six Minute English. There's this kind of view that English is the same the world over. Actually, it's not. You need to have a root, a grounding. And from that place, you can look out to see English in different parts of the world. Let me explain. So, uh, I was uh, raised in England, okay, in London. And from that place, from that place... I can say, okay, so around here they speak English. And looking to other countries, I know that that's American media. I know that that's Australian media. I know that that's Indian media. And I know around me is local media. Okay. Now, if I didn't have that grounding, what I would be doing is kind of drifting, I'd be kind of saying, well, where do I belong? Now, speaking as a British man, when I watch an American reality TV show, my understanding can drop to around 80%. That's because the bulk of what I see and hear is either local or it's some kind of international American English where they don't use so many idioms and these kind of things. I mean there is a huge crossover and mix between American and British English but in reality TV where they speak kind of colloquial English my understanding can drop. Now does that mean that I haven't accomplished any goals in English? I am a native speaker Does it mean that I'm not a successful native speaker? Well, no. It just means that my English is in relation to the place where I grew up. That's my starting point. That's where my English came from. If anything, seeing English all around the world in that way, some bits I understand and some bits I don't, It shows me that English is a huge and diverse language which is used in many different ways. So how do we define success then? Is success only when you learn every part of English in every part of the world? Is success only defined when you don't have to ask someone to repeat what they say? You need to be very clear first of all, on what you're learning and where it's coming from. For example, if I go to America America today and I hear a colloquialism or something I don't understand, I don't think, oh my God, my English is so bad. I think, oh, how interesting they use that word here. It doesn't affect my own sense of peace or accomplishments. With English. So, my advice to you today really is to try and root yourself and ground yourself to a particular area. If you're thinking in the future to move to England, for example, choose a city, let's say London. Make sure that the bulk of your media comes from London. Now, it's a very diverse city, so you're going to hear lots of different accents anyway, maybe to go a little bit farther north to somewhere like Birmingham. Uh, even Glasgow, if you're thinking of going north, is going to expose you to different accents and different ways of living. I'm telling you all of this because I want you to find a place that you are comfortable with And then let that be the measure of your success. That's what we all do. You know, if I grow up in London, the measure of my success of English, my accomplishments in English, is going to be based around where I live, you know? So let me just give you an example. So I'm in the UK. So if I hear lots of local people around me, and I don't understand what they're saying, then I would think, maybe there's an issue with my English. What's wrong with me? Or shouldn't I know these words? My point is this. Right now, you're wandering around the world. You're hearing English of all kinds. Maybe you've even stepped off the plane in America or London, and you're saying... Oh my goodness, I don't understand anything. And why not? Well, perhaps it's because you've, as we say in English, spread yourself too thin. That simply means that you've tried to learn everything, you know? If you imagine spreading jam on a on a piece of bread, if you don't have enough jam, you kind of very thinly trying to get it to cover all of the bits of the bread and you're spreading it too thin. Whereas it would be better just to make a smaller sandwich that you could enjoy. So the same applies with English. When it comes to success, it would be better to measure it from one particular place not from how much you can understand the American movie, then the English news clip, then the Australian news clip. Because to do that, if you keep doing that, your uh, level of accomplishment is going to be quite low, even for me. If I was to watch an Australian, uh, let's say, reality TV show, then an American reality TV show, and then a British one, probably my my understanding would drop quite considerably. Um, Even catching the accents would be quite hard. So if it's like that for me, it would be the same for you. So today my advice is really ground yourself into one area. Make that your place. And from that window, you can look out to the rest of the world and decide if you understand what they're saying or not, and did you even need to understand. The other thing about getting accomplished with English or um, making accomplishments in learning rather than viewing them as successes, which seems to be the way, uh, in general, the public refer to accomplishments now, Another way to do this, of course, is to try to introduce some principles to your learning. Most of us don't do that. We just seem to view our minds as empty cups, and we try as best we can to pour in that vocabulary and grammar. But to be honest with you, that isn't so successful. Um, you really need to put meaning behind these things in order for them to make any kind of sense and in order for you to be able to uh, understand them and what you're trying to say and what you're trying to hear. Just to have a bunch of words in your mind, yeah, may help you pull a few sentences together, but they're not going to help you to make much sense. Learning with a few principles in mind makes it a little bit easier. So if I tell you, for example, that shadowing is a great way to reduce your accents, if you keep coming and telling me, no, 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 I don't like that, no, no, then obviously you're just drifting and you might be looking for other or easier ways to learn. But yet, shadowing, as well as reading every day, writing every day, and listening every day, you can see why these four things would be absolutely beneficial. And shadowing takes care of, listening, because you'll be hearing, speaking, because you'll be talking, Uh, and the other two, um, reading and writing, you can easily take a book and either copy what you see, Uh, you can uh, maybe reinterpret what you're reading into different words, Just to see how that goes. Try to translate even one or two sentences every day. These are very, very basic principles. But yet, in so many ways, it seems that people uh, aren't able to do them. Perhaps because of work commitments, time commitments. But they're very basic. And if you really, really want to do them, then you will. And if you don't want to do them, you will find every excuse that you possibly can. Um, So have a look at principles and what principles are you using for learning? Are you doing exercises every day? Are you doing shadowing every day? It may mean that you just need to realign those uh, back to the basics. If you want to read better, then surprise, surprise, you need to read. If you want to speak better, you need to shadow. Okay, and there's no other easy way to do that. In fact, shadowing probably is the easiest way rather than putting yourself through some tedious, complex uh, study of the language that a linguist would do. Shadowing is just hearing and saying and imitating, as I've said so many times before. So just to have a look at your principles as well can help you find out Uh, what accomplishments you can make quite quickly. So just to sum up then, um, you're looking to accomplish uh, things in learning, not necessarily to be successful. Also, the bigger view of um, simply impressing your friends with English, it sounds good, but as I've explained, that's very, very difficult because... Uh, When you look at how large and diverse the English language is, you really need to root yourself down into a particular place, especially once you get to certain levels. Once you're past what we would say uh, B1 or B2, you need to begin looking deeper uh, into your learning, and particularly the place Uh, the materials that you're using. And lastly, just to examine the principles you're using, um, if you really, really have a problem with things like shadowing, reading a few sentences from a book every day, uh, writing stuff out, uh, as well as um, listening, then you need to be talking to a teacher about that because those are necessary building blocks just foundations to get yourself going. Um, It could just be that something simple needs to change or needs to be realigned, perhaps, you know. And that's it. So I hope you've enjoyed this, and let's talk again soon. See you. Bye.